This is the Moshpit Backstage Podcast for punk, metal and rock interviews and segments. Johan Hegg is a vocalist for Amon Amarth, who will be touring in Australia in March, playing in Melbourne at the Download Festival on March 24th. Johan, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. You're very, very welcome. Now, I want to kind of... Oh, this is something I'm interested in. How does a, a band, like a, a big you know, metal band like Amon Amarth, get involved with a festival? How is it that it comes from a festival you know, wanting to get up, then you sort of getting involved and getting a slot in the show? Um, that's a, I think that's a story of uh, the festival wanting to, to try to build a strong, diverse package, and they reach out to the bands that they kind of want to have on there, I assume. Um, that's usually how it works. Um, so we're happy they asked us if we wanted to be part of it, and yeah. we're on our way. <laughs> great, great. Um... Now, Australia is kind of, we, we're sort of, we often feel like we're sort of struggling to build a really good sort of festival scene. We've got a lot of lo- sort of more local ones. But Europe seems really, really great at holding these really massive festivals. What, as from the perspective of a band, what do you think goes into making a really good, successful festival? I think uh, there is, uh, like, so many aspects. I think, like... But I think the basics of making a good festival is good organization, both uh, for like for the bands and for the people who go to the festival. There needs to it needs to be like a good organization so that fe- people feel comfortable and welcome, both bands and and, and fans, so to speak. Um, but also, I think I think uh, one aspect is trying to build a diverse lineup but kind of still keep within like the genre so you don't like have all these kind of different music genres because I, th- I think that for that can work for some festivals but for most festivals it's best to keep within like the style of music that like I don't know one style of music you can know what I mean but that's my opinion um, uh, but it, I, there's so much stuff that really needs to to work out. But uh, a good a good organization behind it is definitely uh, key for for making a successful festival. I think. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of you guys, just like playing a show, whether it's sort of a festival or any other kind of uh, show. How, how do you get prepared for that? Like in the sort of hours leading up for it to a, going on stage, how do you kind of get in the headspace, the the physical space? How do you get ready for that uh, performance? Uh, well, I, th- I think it's different for all of us. Uh, everybody has their own little routines and stuff like that. I usually, uh, I, I usually just there's nothing really special. Uh, during the day, really, uh, the one thing that I do try to make time for, 
is roughly like an hour before set, I start warming up. Uh, I have a little yoga routine that I do for the body to open up the back and all that stuff. And then I do vocal exercises and stuff like that just to, to get into the, into the feeling of it. And that's usually really all I need. Uh, and this time, this at this point in our career, there's um, it's it's it actually feels easier to to go on stage and just be present and go hard, like go all in, uh, no matter what kind of day you've had. Um, uh, obviously, it's not always that you can do exactly what you what you want to do. So then you kind of have to be able to adapt as well. But usually it works out really well. So, is he saying like um, you you can sort of get into the uh, after playing for so long? You, it's really easy to get into that right space to, to put on a good performance. Like, what what is that good performance? How do you know? Yep, this is the good performance. Usually, it just feels right. Uh, one of the one of the main things for me is if I get the connection with the audience. If I have that, then I know it's know it's a good good performance. Uh, maybe the other guys would answer something different, but that's the key for me. Uh, usually, if I don't have the connection to the audience, I feel that I kind of failed as, as a frontman. Uh, but it it doesn't happen very often actually that I feel that. So usually I I, I do feel feel that that it works out really well. And I think one of the key factors to that is that we always try to. I'm not sure how to, how to explain it, but we try to talk with the audience, not to the audience. We try to play with the audience not for the audience you know what i mean so it's 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 all, it's an interaction that we tr- that we want to have with the audience uh when we're on stage it's not us up there and them down there it's us together creating this experience for both audience and band i think mm, that's really interesting it's, it's kind of like yeah y- y- even though it's sort of you putting on the show it's it it works both ways that uh, you, you both get involved in your own sort of different ways and that what's sort of makes the night special i think so i think uh, i think that's that's what uh, i mean for, i grew up in the 80s you know going to see bands like iron maiden you know for instance who are excellent at bringing the audience into the show and making the audience part of the show and and that's what I love, and that's what we all love. So that's kind of what we try to do as well, without actually like maybe imitating them, but to do it in our own way. With the latest album, Yom's Viking, it's sort of like a narrative across all the songs. Um, is there sort of any difficulty like playing the songs individually, sort of cutting them out of the broader scope of the 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 album as a whole, and just sort of playing them on their own? Actually, uh, when we started the project of doing the concept uh, album, Yom Swiking, one of the 
main things we've said from the very start was that we need to write these songs so that we, we can take them out of context and that they can stand on their own anyway, both musically and lyrically. And I think we succeeded really well with that. Uh, we're, uh, we, all the songs are little stories in themselves that, that work, but if you connect them, you get the bigger story. So uh, that, that was actually one of the things we thought about when we wrote the album, and I think we did pretty well doing so. So there's no, it, it doesn't feel weird to take a song out and play it by itself. You, re- you guys recently released an app, which is a sort of a, a novel thing for a metal band to do. Um, I don't know if many others have done it. Talk, talk a little bit about how that came about. <laughs> it was just one of those uh, fun ideas that I had to, uh, to release, you know, to do like a mobile game. And I think, I think one, of the, one of the main ideas is... Yeah. I think we were approached by a company who wanted to do game uh, with us, and uh, they said, "Like, what, what's your idea? Like, what, what, like, what, what should we do? Are you interested?" And we said, "Yeah." And as we were talking about it, we said, "Like, as I said before, we're, we we grew up during the '80s, you know, with Nintendo and Commodore 64 and all that stuff. Uh, so we kind of wanted to do like an old school looking platform game." Uh, uh, and with the eight-bit music, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. So uh, that's what we did. Uh, I think it's it's the game is absolutely fantastic. It uh, it, it really has that old-school platform feel to it. It's uh, it's um, you know just the right amount of challenging to to uh, to be able to uh, to make it yeah you have to kind of have to find a little bit for it but it's it's a lot of fun it's, it's a great game <laughs> and last question um i've it's always difficult with these sort of things but i've seen some little chatter about that you might be working on some new material soon um is there anything you can tell about uh are there any plans in the work any, anything like that i mean obviously we're gonna work on new material at, at some point but uh, right now, we've been uh, taking some time off after almost two years of intensive touring. You know, so um, we'll see. We'll see uh, when when we start working on new stuff. Excellent! I can't wait, and I uh, can't wait to see you guys at Download. Uh, I'm on Martha. I'll be touring Australia in March, playing at Melbourne at the Download Festival on March 24th. Johan, thank you so much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Mosh Pit Backstage Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Omni. To find out more about the show, go to www.syn.org.au slash moshpit. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash moshpitonsin and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at moshpitsin. The regular Mosh Pit radio show broadcasts punk, rock and male tunes and interviews every Thursday nights on Sin 9.7 on FM and digital radios. Listeners outside of Melbourne, Australia can stream Sin 9.7 online at www.syn.org.au. Thanks to Vintage Ruin for the music. Hi, this is Tomato from Flash Gun Apocalypse. 
Hi, I'm Enid from Girls Go. I am Phoebe Pinnock from Heaven the Axe. Hey, this is Gary Olney of the Misfits. Hey, this is Kat Sproul from Horizon's Edge, and you're listening to The Mosfit on Spin FM. Hi, this is Aina from Leopard. Hi, I'm Virginia Lilly from the band Lilly. This is Raoul from 1349. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ali from Eberhead. Hey everybody, this is Charlie Benante with Anthrax, and you are listening to the Mosh Pit on Synth. 